Hi, you were listening to Mobile Couch, and this episode is number 75, and it's supported by our amazing patrons. So, Ben, you're back in Australia. It's so cool to see you across the couch. Ben. <laughs> ben. Wake up, Ben. Sorry. I'm struggling, man. <laughs> yeah. The jet lag is killing me this time. Yeah. I think, you know, it might not actually be the jet lag. It's probably the, I just can't do these hot nights anymore. Yeah, they're, they're rough. They kill me. Yeah. Well, the jet lag can't be helping, though. Even, exactly. Because so it's like. You got back, what, like a few days ago, right? Yeah. So I've been back. I think I've had four nights here. And I haven't really had a good night's sleep yet, so yeah. I'm pretty tired. But most of the time, yeah, it's the heat. It wakes me up, and I'm just like, damn you, Australia. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll get used to it. Uh, look, I'm just glad to have you have you home. It's nice to have you here. Yeah, I'm definitely glad to be back, especially yeah. in Canberra. This yeah. place is great. It is great. That's right. Take that, Russell. <laughs> yeah. So, it's good. So, you're back at work yet? Are you, like, are you back oh, yeah. into the swing of things? Straight back into it. Never stop. Never, never stopped. So you like you worked <laughs> over the holidays or something? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely took it right back, but yeah. I still was working straight through the holidays. But I don't know about you, but I tend to like write a little app in the holidays. I don't know why. It just seems to happen that all this sitting around on the couch, watching TV, you don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah, you come ideas come into my head. Yeah, and so I made a little. I mean, it's nowhere near done. But I made a little side project app. Okay. And I'm kind of wondering whether to whether to finish it off. So what normally happens with these apps? I don't know. I think I'm the same as everyone. You get the idea in your head. You make the, like, the quickest and dirtiest prototype of all time that is completely useless to anyone else but you. Yep. Because anyone else would look at it and have no idea what it is or what it does. It's badly, like, it's badly put together, really. Yeah, it's just like a yeah. button... And then you tap that button three times for whatever reason. And, you know, <laughs> something else happens. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about my yeah. app. And everyone else is just, what is this rubbish? This is, Get this, this is away from good. me. Yeah. And so what normally happens then is I go, cool, I actually like this idea. Yeah. Maybe I'll finish this one. You'll develop into something. And that normally happens about 100% of the time. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all my ideas are great. <sighs> yeah. I know that feeling. And then I get to the actual trying to turn that horrible app into something that other people understand what it actually is. Yeah. And from there, I hope to go to like some sort of MVP and maybe release it, but I never make it that far, really. Let's be honest. And I'm I'm kind of curious like about some strategies to get through that phase. Okay. That's why I always fall down. I do the exciting part. I prove that the idea works, but turning it into something that people can actually use and like, it's the same as client work. It's hard to polish an app to a state where people actually like it and enjoy it. Yeah. That's I mean, where that's all the work like, is. That's the Everyone hardest part that. of the, the job. Like coming up, like building the app is ten, tends to be like maybe 50%, maybe less. 30%. Yeah, it's probably less. Let's, let's say 30%, like to, at like to, you know, to, to flesh out all the features and get everything done. And then it's like polish, 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 polish. You polish for so like you, and you can, especially if you, if you don't approach it correctly, the kind of the first time around, you end up like polishing for ages and uh, you just kind of get, I guess you get stuck. Have you, do you ever feel like you've gotten stuck in like the polishing phase and you're just like, oh, no. I'm done. Like, I'm just so over this. For me, what tends to happen is I just never pick it up again. Yeah. Like, I never go, oh, I can't do it anymore. It's just like, because it's a side project, and I already do this full time yep. for my main job, obviously. So it has to be, I guess, fun, and it has to pop into my mind when I've got some spare time, right? 
So what tends to happen is it just stops popping into my head as something to do. Okay. And that almost happens all the time. Like I haven't released an app myself in forever. Been a while. Well, not forever. Two mm-hmm. years probably. And the the last one I released got rejected the first time for not having enough features. I remember that. I remember talking to you about that because that was about the same time that I was working on GIF wrapped, like early mm. stages of GIF wrapped. I remember that. And I had the same problem with GIF wrapped actually, where like it was the, the original version that went that got submitted to the store got rejected because it didn't have like it didn't have enough features and in my case it was something along the lines of um you don't have enough ways of getting stuff like getting content i was like well uh what does that even mean and so that was i i the, the one of the things that kind of annoyed me about that process was that because it, by by that point i'd kind of like i'd gotten past that and i was like okay i've done the one point the yeah. the, the version 1 which is really hard like version getting that version 1 1 done like 1.0 oh, yeah. is the hardest part and it, it's the sort of thing where you kind of you can kind of sit on it and stew on it and the longer that you sit on it, the bigger it becomes or the bigger it seems, even though it hasn't changed. Like you haven't like added any scope or anything like that, but it just like the closer that you get to the finish line, the further the finish line kind of feels away. Yeah. And if you're anything like me, you've deliberately, you're planning on leaving out features, you know, you're doing this whole MVP thing. So, but then you start to second guess yourself. Like, yeah. can I really live without that one? Or yeah. will people just see this as rubbish? Yeah. They'll just say, why doesn't it do this? Like, that's so obvious. But then on top of that, you'll also get like, um, you'll get the the standard kind of thing where like you'll be bug fixing or you'll be kind of polishing this, polishing that. And you might have a list of things that you need to kind of finish off. And every time you finish one, somehow two more are added to the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it's just like, you've got this kind of never ending kind of growing tree of things. So even though you're kind of getting rid of things, you've got more things that are kind of coming in and that getting added. And that's really hard. Like that's a really hard thing to get over. And it's kind of like, where do you, where do you stop? Mm. And when you do make that decision, you have to figure out where to make that decision so that it's correct. But also you've got Apple, Apple's, you know, review team looking at your, your app. And so, you know, they'll reject you for not having enough, you know, not having enough features or not being useful enough. And the problem that you've got then is that you've got to then go away and address those issues without then making terrible decisions. Yeah, because you'll be rushing. At least I would be. Yeah. And so that was partially my problem. Like I was, this was at a point where I was kind of trying to wrap it up so I could move on to, you know, move, move on to, you know, making actual money, um, doing client work. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was like, okay, well I need to get this done. And so I, t- I had an extra couple of, a uh, couple of weeks that I was just kind of like madly developing, um, to get something in there and ended up with the explore section, which just kind of, I, when I look back on that and it's gone now, like it's, it's been kind of, you know, decompiled into its various different, into various different states and had I had more time to think about it and more time to plan, which, I mean, is kind of a good thing and a bad thing, but it's the sort of thing where if I'd had more kind of forethought and more planning time, I think I would have done it a lot better and made less terrible decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I think, I mean, that kind of brings to brings a good question. Like what, like what is, for you know, the people who don't even know what the acronym is an mvp is the minimum viable product and it's kind of i don't know a buzzword that kind of goes around yeah and i think the standards for them over time have definitely gone way way up yeah back in the day you really could just chuck out a like super basic stock ui thing that was functional and that would actually probably count because yeah but these days you, i don't think you can do that anymore if if, if you actually it's are trying to harder. do this for some success 
Like if you really do want to, this isn't just something you're throwing out there to just meet your own needs and maybe someone else will download it. If you're actually giving this a go yep. and you want to make some money from it, I think the MVP standard has gone way up. Well, it's just the sort of thing that has come along with the App Store being so full, I guess. Yeah. Like there are so many apps out there that do various things. Like, I mean, let's say that you try to make a to-do app. I mean, it's the sort of thing where like you have this grand idea of like, oh, you know what? I've got this great idea that's just going to completely and utterly like, you know, change to-do apps in general. Mm -hmm. There are like easily 50 to 100 to-do apps on the App Store. I would say there's more. (laughs) Like easily, easily that many. Yeah, and so uh, and th- there are at least like at least ten of those are crazy popular. Um, I can think of like a-, a handful of names off the top of my head mm-hmm. without Me even too. trying. And it's just like so if you kind of come along and you're going to make a to do app, I mean you might have this really great idea, but you actually have to. There's a there's kind of a standard for like what you got to put out there in order to, I guess even just even like get it noticed. Yeah, that's probably one thing it comes down to. Like I think you probably you're going to need some sort of hook, right? Right. Like that is a minimum requirement. If your goal is with your MVP to put it out there and see if people actually enjoy it and want to use it, you need people. Yep. So you got to get them somehow. So whether you do manual recruitment and just like, I don't know, go to meetups or something and pass it around. I, so, I, so I think in that kind of regards, one of the things that I did with Gifwrapped was that I took it to, I mean, you know this, I took mm. it to Cocoa Heads every week and it would change on every week, every month. And during, like, sometimes during between times when we'd go to lunch or whatever, and I'd kind of show it around and be like, yeah, this is this is the thing that I'm working on. I call it Quick GIF. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Quick GIF. Working title. Working title. Definitely working <laughs> title. It ended up not being that at all. I was kind of taken by the letter Q. I don't know why. It was just kind of, that was why I was Quick GIF. So I could, mm-hmm. like... And so I was like, I would like show it around and I'd get all these ideas back. And that's, I mean, that's kind of great. And it's the sort of thing where you kind of have to go, I mean, even that early on, you have to kind of go, yep, okay, put it to the yeah. side. Um, yep, okay, new idea, put it, you know, to the side, shelf that for Yeah, later. we had a lot of ideas. I remember that. And a lot of those ideas were really good, but a lot of those ideas kind of also, like they just, they complicated the app in ways that I wasn't going to be able to kind of manage later on. And so it's the sort of thing where like, like you need people to kind of give you direction, but you've also got to kind of make sure that you make smart decisions about yeah. what you what you take on and what you leave behind. And I think you do that to yourself as well. I don't know, at least I do. You know, when you're in the ideas phase, just sitting on your couch, you haven't even done anything yet. Yeah. All these like grand, you know, like you come up with the initial seed and then suddenly your mind just goes nuts with all the possibilities. Mm, mm. And so I'll my, I'll tell you what my app actually is. So my app is, this is not fancy at all. It's just uh, an exam app for pilots to practice on. So it's literally just a quiz app. Like it's not technical. It's not going to blow the world away with its amazing development. (laughs) But it's just like something I've always thought would be cool because when I was learning to fly, it didn't exist. And I have looked it up. It does exist now, like every idea. And it's actually pretty good, (laughs) the one that exists. But still, I was like... Maybe I can do it. The one that's out there only does America and Europe. Maybe I can do Australia and New Zealand and Asia or something. Mm-hmm. And then maybe after that, I can expand into other markets. So, you know, people need to learn to drive. Or maybe there's, I know lawyers do exams. Maybe I can just switch out the content set and do it for lawyers. And so, you know, that's what happens. Your mind starts to go nuts. Yep. So, and then in my head, I instantly caught myself and went, this is what you do every time. Stop thinking, Ben. I talk to myself in my head or out loud. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) And so I was, all right, this time I'm going to do it. I'm going to like actually release something that's not 
So my last app was literally two days work. Yep. And then I was like, done, release, and got rejected. But that's another story. So this time I'm like, this time I'll try and put a bit more effort in. It will take probably months of spare time because I don't have much spare time to actually work on development. But I'm going to do it this time. And if I'm going to have any shot at this, I need to start writing stuff down and crossing stuff out or at least moving it over. And so I set up a Trello board for, you know, idea or feature and then required first version or no, sorry, I did required for like some sort of beta test run. So not a release, but, you know, giving to some friends or so required features for that and then required features for some sort of MVP that goes out to the world. And I think that worked. But the problem, yeah, like I said, now I'm second guessing myself. So I actually did finish a lot of the features. So basically, when you learn to fly, there's, I guess, four levels of exams. You got your basic ones, which you need to do before you can take the plane out by yourself. So to do your first solo. And then you've got your private pilot's license, which is like getting your full car license. Yep. And then you've got commercial license, which is you need to have a job as pilot. And then you've got airline transport pilot license, which kind of self-explanatory, you need to be an airline pilot. So you got four levels there, right? And so obviously I wasn't going to do the airline one in my first version. Right. That was that was super obvious. And then I'm like, I don't need commercial. I don't even need the private. I'll just do one level of license and I'll put like coming soon stickers on the other one. And so that's what I've started doing. But now I'm second guessing myself. In my head, the first license level will be free and then maybe I can charge for the more involved ones. Okay. But now I'm like, maybe I should put out the first one free and a paid one as well in case I go big, which I know isn't going to happen, but it's still in the back of your head. Like, what if I go big and then that's it? Like, (laughs) nothing ever happens again. So the question there, I guess, is is that have you decided that that's what you're going to do? Are you going to make the the additional features paid additions? Oh, no. I can't decide. Yeah. I don't think there's any way to know. And that's why... So I keep flip-flopping in my head. I keep thinking, I'll just throw it out there for free and then try and work out how to make money out of it. But maybe I should take a shot at trying to make money first and if it's not working, then change it. So my my suggestion in this kind of area is that I think I think that's kind of part of the like the the planning like the planning phase is figuring out your money strategy. And in many cases, you might not even care. Like it might be just like, okay, well I built this thing, I'm going to stick it out there and see how it goes. And that's kind of fine. Like if you have no, if you can't even see a future for this app, I mean, why did you build it anyway? But that's kind of yeah. a side question. <laughs> no, but that like happens. if you don't see a future for the app, then like, and, and I mean, it can be very difficult. I mean, I, I would suggest maybe trying to sit down and going, well, what what if? What if it does kind of have a future? What if people do pick it up? Um, like how am I going to support it? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Ask important questions. How is it going to support itself, like monetarily? How much work is it going to take for me to actually kind of um, you know maintain it? Mm. Uh, in your case, there's content, obviously. Yeah. Uh, does that content need to be updated regularly yeah, to go well, with like the laws different, change? You know, laws change and stuff like that. Um, you know, do, do you need to be able to? Um, are there, are there going to be ways that you're going to have to like advertise it, put it out there, make mm. make it so that you know it gets its best shot? And then the sort of things that you got to you kind of got to ask yourself, like it's all to do with whether or not your app has a future. And if it does have a future, then it's the best future that it can have. So my suggestion would be like sit to if you haven't asked yourself those questions, then do sit down and ask yourself those questions. Yeah, but you have asked yourself those I questions. Have. So the question then becomes: it just basically comes down to. I mean, yes, think about it beforehand, 
And I think Yes even sorted out beforehand. So don't just release the free, completely paired back version. Release the one, my original idea of free for the first level and then one paid level. I think it's more more the model that I mm. like. I would definitely nail down first. Don't go into it. Like, don't go into it just assuming that you're just going to, like, it's going to be, it'll just go out there. Because what will end up happening, right? What What's going to inevitably end up happening is that it will, like, it won't make for any money because it's free. And so it'll just yep. kind of fall off your radar. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, six months later, you'll realize that you're not, you haven't done anything new with it. Yeah. And so it never did well. Like, these yeah. things take effort. If you, th- But if you think about that beforehand, uh, it kind of informs, like, the design decisions that you make, um, you know, instead of having coming soon stickers, which kind of suggest that... That's coming that soon. That it's coming soon. <laughs> but also, it, it kind of also suggests that, well, it's coming soon and you'll just have it. Yeah, good point. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the sort of reason that you need to nail this sort of stuff down. Because, yeah, like, if it's just, like, like the word coming soon just means that you're going to have it shortly, Right. If you're going to have kind of um, you know paid editions, they're not necessarily coming soon um, because you know people might not buy them, or they will they will think mm-hmm. they're free and they're not going to be free. Uh, so when they kind of get to the you know that they the, the update comes out, they'll be like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's ninety nine cents. Yeah, that doesn't seem worth it. <laughs> yep. Whereas if you make these decisions beforehand, like if you figure out your model, if you figure out like what you're going to be doing. You can kind of that can help inform your decisions in design stuff. You can make decisions as to how how that's going to work and mm-hmm. how that's going to fit in, and like how are people going to pay for these you know additional con- this additional content? Um, how they're going to mail me checks? Checks, mm. yeah, old school, old school, very It'll be old like school. nostalgic. Yeah, I like it. Mm. I like it. In it purchased by check. Yes, I have to see if Apple supports that uh, that payment method. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the sort of thing where, like, now your wording has to change because coming soon is not going to be a, enough. I'm also worried if I put coming soon on that it will never actually happen. That Which I would say is, let's say, in the amazing case that I actually finish and release this app. So that's probably, honestly, 5% chance of that happening. And then the chance that I actually go on and continue to work on it, another 5%. Very low odds that those things are actually coming soon. Yep. And I worry about that. But on the flip side of that, I want people to think they are coming soon because then maybe they will show their friends and be like, oh, if this, you know, this is going to be great if this continues being developed, I guess. So, yeah, it's tough. And it's the sort of thing where like it, it, can, it can be hard. And so that, that sort of thing might suggest that maybe that maybe the way to do it is to have is to have it so that you have the free content and then you also have the a, a kind of selection of paid content mm-hmm. in some sort of way. Um, that can help. Um, that's definitely what I did with with GIF Wrapped, um, which is, I mean, you've, you download it for free, but then the initial version, or at least a couple of versions after, had, I mean, it always had ads. Well, it didn't always have ads. That was the problem. <laughs> it was a uh, bug, right? <laughs> it was a bug. It was meant to always have yeah, ads. It was always made to, meant to have ads, but it didn't have ads until I think the the, the second release, the, the, the point one update. It was meant to have ads, and so it had an purchase to remove those ads. And that wasn't necessarily because I was like, okay, well, I want, you know, I'm going to get money from ads. I'm also going to get money from removing ads. But it was partially just because I knew I was going to want to, like, add more stuff to it later. And how am I going to add more stuff to GifWrapped if it's not, like, if people aren't going to support the app? Like, I can't support a free app. I'm just a, you know, dude in his, you know, spare bedroom yeah. that's developing, um, you're developing this thing. And so the the question comes kind of comes down to well how ads are they are theoretically great but they're also terrible yeah and you need to have 
gone really big for them to start really? paying you a salary. Oh, you need to start kind of implementing like multiple different ways of having ads and like, yeah. you know, you get an ad before you get to the next bit of content or whatever. And I mean, it kind of it all depends on how kind of dirty you want to feel. But the, at the end of the day, like what it was all about for me was like, okay, I'm going to want to add stuff. Like you're going to be able to buy additional content, additional whatever in the future. So how do you do that? And so having a way to buy net purchases uh, and setting that up meant that I was kind of prepared from day one to add new features, which now exist things like additional you know, information about gifts and uh, that sort of stuff, which they're kind of minor additions, but they like they the purchase of them helps kind of me to develop the app. Yeah. So I think you've convinced me that I need to have the the free side and the something to offer for the paid side. And I guess this leads to my next topic of now I've got more work to do. <laughs> um that's always the hard thing, isn't it? Yeah, and now I need the actual motivation cuz I never finish these things. If they're longer than 3 days, that's like all I ever get to. But I actually thought about this before I even started because, again, I was like, you always start these silly side projects and never finish. Maybe this time we can do it. Yep. Just talking to myself again. So I came up with like some strategies for motivation, I guess. Okay. Or at least at least trying to get further into my side project than three days. <laughs> Four days. Yeah, Four days. So, yes. Um, I tried to do, and it worked, something every day. And okay. the definition of something was very loose and sometimes I would bend it just to satisfy my yes I did it I've heard people say a commit a day but because my app has a lot of content I decided writing a single question also counts as something and I also decided thinking about like implementation in my head does not count (laughs) because you know at first I tried to tell myself that counts you did something today Doesn't, doesn't count and it actually worked so I have like a pretty fleshed out version of my app it has user accounts because i i wanted basically to harvest emails let's be honest <laughs> because i wanted all the tips here um the couch. feature was i wanted a button for notify me when this next level is available yep. which meant i needed an email so yep. i made user accounts and with those user accounts comes storing of previous results for your quizzes because i had to add like an actual feature to use like why else am i getting an email yep. i've got a cms set up for content and i've got the actual quiz flow down it works pretty well like it loads the questions and you select them and at the end it gives you your results and you can tap each one and see what the correct answer was so yeah like it's actually way further on than three days and it's because i think of that commit a day thing well it wasn't commit a day do a thing a day yep so i actually used an app for this called streaks yep made by fellow australian um it was really good it's just every you set up what you want to track and every day you open the app and just hold down on that thing and it ticks it off. And it shows you like your percentage per week or month, however you want to look at it. And it works. Like yeah. the commit a day thing, after a little while you form, I guess, a habit. And then you feel bad if you miss one or you, you know, it's getting like late in the day and you're like, oh, I better do something. I don't want to lose my streak. And so that's, that's how I actually have got to at least this point. And I'll admit it's died off a bit. Because I, I got to a point where I actually couldn't do any more until I got back to Australia. Yeah. Well, you had like, I mean, for starters, you lose time. Do you lose time or gain time when you're coming from England? You lose time. Yeah. So I've gone to the future. Yeah. Because you lose time. Well, you don't you, cross the dateline, I You guess. don't cross the dateline. So it's not like going from like Los Angeles to mm. uh, to, to, to Sydney where you get like, you, you, you leave 
you're on a plane for essentially two days. Yeah, so you don't lose an entire day that never existed, like when you go across a dateline. But yeah. you still you still end up in a time zone far ahead of yeah. where you were. So you do lose time. Um, but r- the actual reason was like from when I learned to fly, all my textbooks are back here, and that's what I plan to write my questions with. Yeah, right. And so I was like, well, I've got the app to a pretty good point where it works. I'll get home and I'll write the questions. So I haven't got to that point yet, so I've stalled a bit. But it did it did get me pretty far. So anyone out there trying to work on a side project, I'd recommend giving that a go. We'll throw a link in the show notes. So now that now now that it's fully like it's fully fleshed out, you know, yeah, quotes, it's not quite not not you know complete. what I mean. So it, now it's really down to what writing content or well, this is this is my whole dilemma. So I I have basically done. I haven't got the paid bit in there yet. Yeah, but I've basically done what I originally planned on was probably enough for that beta two fellow pilot friends version and now that it's here i'm doubting myself that it's enough so i think i will add more and i think that's probably what is going to kill me in this case i think i think in the case of like beta for the beta you you can it's surprising how early on you can get that Mm. kind of going even like even if you think about like just how like getting it past apple uh apple because you know they have their review process it's it's relatively I think it's relatively kind of okay for it to be as long as it doesn't, you know, crash or yeah, you know, wipe their entire system, which isn't really possible yep. with a uh, you know that that sort of stuff. You know, it doesn't use um, it doesn't use you know private APIs and stuff like that. As long as you can kind of not do any of those things, like you can pretty much get, and it's not like a flashlight, just blank white screen app. You can probably get your app past that review process and into beta and. Mm. I think that like I think as far as like you know the releasing of version one, which is really the hardest point part of like getting an app out the door. Part of that is kind of alleviated by getting getting the beta out there and getting it out into people into somebody's. Yeah, it provides a bit of motivation. Heads. If even one person replies back with like, "Hey, this is actually really cool," maybe that's what I need for the next stage to, to yeah. keep working on it. So that actually reminds me with the talk of as long as it doesn't crash. The other decision I made for some motivation, which actually goes against my advice I give to clients was like, I just bashed this thing out. Like there was no thought about a nice layout of my code. I was just like, whatever comes into my head first, I'm typing it and I'm moving on and it will probably fall apart at some point. But hopefully that point is past where I've released the first version and can see if people actually like it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's actually a really good talk on this from a dub dub WWDC. Yeah, I think I know the talk from a couple of years ago. That was from the prototyping team at Apple, mm-hmm. and I've recommended it several times since that dub that dub dub. And uh, I'll stick the link in the show notes. But it's all about prototyping, and they did it. They actually did a um, they actually did like a kind of a follow up talk uh, last year as well, which is all about like prototyping apps and kind of getting it out there in in its kind of simplisticest simplisticest. <laughs> totally a word. <laughs> That's where we, welcome to Ben's uh, book and yeah, pronunciation I haven't, show. I haven't been on that show for a while. Uh, um, the 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 it, it's the getting it out there in the most kind of simplistic of you know versions where like they they kind of take it from like you know um, using Keynote to like prototype your your app and just kind of get like you know single mm. single tap kind of you know this is how the workflow is going to be. And then, you know, eventually kind of stepping it up into code. And even when you get into code, it's just like, you know, uh, it's just like, you know, scroll views and uh, and images and the occasional button, I think, maybe to like, you know, tap into the next things. 
and I mean, it's it's perfectly okay to bang out an idea, especially with when it's not for clients. And I think the reason is because clients with with, with clients, you kind of, I mean, they have a general idea of what yeah. they want in mind, and it doesn't really matter if anybody likes it. I mean, the client well, has to like it. Does. it. <laughs> <laughs> the client has to like it, but you you don't care. Like you you don't care if like okay, well, you know, this the users are going to are going to require this feature and that feature and this feature and that feature because it's not about users really. It's about client about the client, and they are kind of in many cases they're the people that make those decisions. So the decision yeah, kind of that sort of mean. that kind of thing gets taken out of your hands when you're creating your own stuff, when you're trying to think of like, okay, I'm going to put an app out on the store. I'm going to like support it. And this is going to be my product. This is my product. All of a sudden you are both the client and the developer. Yeah. So you take on the role of, okay, well, I've got to figure out what the user wants in order to be able to make this profitable. And that's you being the client right there. Yeah. And so it's a sort of the sort of thing where it's okay to bang out a really simplistic version and get it out into people's hands and to see if people like it. It doesn't really matter if it crashes a lot even. Doesn't crash, thankfully. I mean it doesn't but it doesn't even really matter. Like if you're getting it out, I mean as long as it doesn't crash on launch. Yeah. And and in some cases it can actually really be really good because if people if people are continuing to love it, enjoy it, even though it's crashing like yeah, that's a, that's a great proof. Like that's actually <laughs> proof that people are enjoying like yeah. the like the like the concept. And so banging it out and trying to do it in the most in the most simplistic terms and i mean even quick gif is essentially would have essentially been a different app to what gif wrapped is today and even the gif wrapped version 1.0 uh, and it was it was very simple and banged out i mean you will probably remember the version of quick gif that i've mentioned i think i've mentioned once before on a podcast somewhere that was literally a grid of images that you couldn't even look at. Like, yeah, I, I mean, they were, that. they were tiny little thumbnails and the only thing you could do is copy them. Like that was literally all you could do, copy them to the clipboard. And it changed so much in that time. And it was a very, very basic. It was on my phone. It lived on my phone for a long period of time while I was trying to flesh out what the app was. And it was perfectly okay. I mean, it, that was me trying to figure out where the app needed to go. And that was the, that was a version that I showed people quite often to try and you know move it forward and so i think like the whole idea of a minimum viable product you know people kind of talk about it you know like it's this kind of thing that you kind of you know it's the it's the pinnacle of of you know building products and it kind of is but i i think at the point of the mvp kind of matters the most when you're releasing to the public mm. when you're releasing to beta testers or really alpha testers i guess but i mean test flight doesn't really do alpha so you have beta when you're doing that sort of testing phase and getting it out into people's hands and seeing how they like getting them to use it and, and enjoy it i think it's perfectly okay to kind of have a bicycle with one wheel <laughs> <laughs> and kind of the reason there is is because those people the just the using of it and the like seeing how it fits into people's lives will kind of direct what that extra wheel is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I get what you mean. Because you might be like, you might go and build, you know, build, try to build this minimum viable product with, which is a bicycle or maybe a skateboard. I think mm-hmm. the skateboard is the one that you see the picture of skateboard yeah. to a scooter, to a bike. So it always works. Yeah. So it always works. I think works. the point of that picture is it's always providing the initial solution, which was we need some way to help people get to their destination faster. Yeah. And, like that might very well be the case and you might be trying to get the bike out the door 
And that extra wheel that you need to find, you might end up trying to strap a car wheel to it. And that's not, yeah. it doesn't, it, it kind of encumbers the, the overall design. And so you kind of like, like having it out there in people's hands can help you. I mean, you can also end up with like a bike that has also, um, you know, uh, the head of a giraffe coming out one end and, uh, you know, and a rocket uh, ship on the rocket back. ship on the back, but also like, you know, uh, Lego studs so that you can build extra mm. things onto spaceship. it with Lego. Uh, yeah, spaceship. <laughs> um, and uh, so you can end up with kind of that sort of, uh, you know, monster of, uh, of, a, of an app. But if you carefully consider the options that you're given, you can kind of, it can help you to kind of direct and find yeah. the bicycle. That makes me think, I, I know a lot of people have the opposite problem of me where they just can't stop polishing. So I have the problem of I can never find enough motivation to continue to a point of polish, which I probably should continue to. Like, I just throw it out the door. It's like, yeah, good enough. But I know there's definitely the other side of that is they polish so much that in the end, they just never release because they're never happy with it. Yep. And it's actually been pretty good for a while. Is there any, do you reckon there's any way to stop yourself from doing that or notice that's happening? I think there's only really one way that I've ever been able to get past that because I have had that situation before and i know exactly how it kind of feels because you've just got like there's you know it's that situation that we mentioned before where you've got like a list of bugs uh that you're trying to nail and you're like okay i've just got to i've just got this list has to be empty and then i can release Mm. and then for every one that you cross off you get you know two more three more uh because you've either you know added something that you need to go back to later or you've you've introduced a new bug somewhere else that you know you need to kind of solve and um, that, that sort of stuff. So this list can kind of just kind of grow and grow and grow, even though you're like marking things off and it's hard. Like it's hard to like, clearly that's not going to work because if your list continues to grow and grow and grow, there's definitely no chance that you're going to get empty before you release. So one of the things that I do in order to try and solve that is prioritize, mm-hmm. figure out what the most kind of important bugs are to solve. They will be bugs like they come up all the time. It's an obvious one. They're in really important places. Mm-hmm. You know, some people on their on this particular device, when they do this, you know, uber important part of the app, answer a quiz question. Every time they answer a quiz question, it will advance them two questions ahead as opposed to like every question. Um, but it's only on, you know, iPhone 5S. Yeah, right. So like that's a, that's a super important one because it, it like, even though it happens kind of on a specific device and that sort of thing, it happens in a really important part of the app and you don't necessarily want that happening. But when people, the the idea of a a, a bug, you know, when people tap the about screen, you know, three times the app crashes is not super important. Okay. I think another area that always seems to require polish because I guess there's no correct answer is design. Do you reckon... First releases need to be really well designed or do you think you can get away a bit more with stock UI and So I think it depends. I think it really depends. Like most things in design. Yeah. <laughs> there like is no most answer. things like most like most things most things in general really. Yeah. I think it depends and I think it comes down to like how important it is to the usage of your app. There are a lot of really good looking stock apps that are out there. Overcast. Yeah is kind of a real key, like a real one that jumps out to me. Um, and it's like 90% stock. Gift-wrapped is 90, also like 90% stock. Really, the only design work that I've done there is used the color picker to 
choose yeah, I was going to say, colors. you've got like a really nice color theme going on, sort of, or color palette. And then kind of like icons, so iconography and the illustrations for like um, error screens and stuff like that. Mm. Like you can make a really nice stock app, really nice stock app. It's just about adding the touches in the right places. You should certainly think about it, have an idea of what you want it to look like, even if it's kind of basic. And part of the reason that you do that is because uh, thinking about it means that you'll kind of uh, inform your decisions about like how the app is structured and what you build and how you build it. And I'm going to create this like little tiny non-standard you know, bit of UI to yeah. use. And you can find those places and they don't necessarily need to look amazing at first. I think for version one, you need to get it to look polished. It doesn't need to be perfect. Polished though. Yeah, it still needs to look like you put some effort in, right? Yeah, I think I think that's the most important thing. But you don't. It doesn't mean going out and finding a designer and paying them, you know, thousands of dollars to, you know, okay, make me all these custom icons. I need all these custom icons because otherwise my app just is not good enough. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where, like, if you can go out there, there's a bunch of like icon kind of collections that you can get get out there. Yeah, if the you, Google if you ones are really that. good, by um, the way. Material icons, there's so many there. I yeah. mean, sure, some of them are like the Android stock standard ones. So maybe you'll have to avoid those ones. Yep. But there's heaps in there that, you know, no one's going to recognize as being platform specific that you could. Yep. And it's all free. So going out and finding those things, those, those sort of things, like they will help you to kind of, you know, create a nice looking app. Finding good touches, like anybody can choose a color scheme, really. There Saying are, that, there are I, services. Yeah, I've just opened up some website and just clicked a few times you know it's just like generate me a color scheme yep and you pick the style of color wheel you want so you can have the one that's like two colors opposite or two yeah. three colors beside yep. on that, the wheel is that cooler there was I, an adobe one that was that was oh uh, no it wasn't adobe it was just like a nice html5 there's, there's a handful of them out there and they just like they will help you to kind of like find colors that work together okay yeah. well i want this kind of you know i want the basic app to be kind of this you know white color or dark gray color or or whatever and, and it, so then you can kind of choose your highlights and stuff like that and it will find ones that kind of work together. It's actually really good. I'd recommend doing that. Another trick that I've seen um, that is actually really, really handy is like find kind of colors that you want to use and they don't necessarily need to be the same. So let's say you want to use like, you know, white with colors of the rainbow and you choose all these different colors that you like. I like this particular blue and this particular yellow and this particular red and this particular green. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look, when you look at them together, they kind of look a bit mismatched and kind yeah. of gross. If you do things, if you, if you go into like Photoshop or something like that and, um, then apply like an overlay color. So let's say, oh, you, so it kind of blends. Them. So you kind of get, you know, so you kind of want to give them all like a bit of an, you know, a bit of a yellowy tinge or a bit of a bluey tinge. And it just kind of shifts the color a little bit and what it, and so you can kind of play around with like your layer styles with a kind of a color overlay and you get this kind of color palette that looks kind of similar. That's really cool. I did not know that trick. Yeah, it's a pretty cool trick. I picked a teal scheme. So at first I was like blue. I like blue. And then I'm like, everyone uses blue. I'm going to switch it up. So I picked teal. And then literally the <laughs> next day. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> literally the next day I saw a tweet on Twitter of someone saying, I guess teal is the new like app blue and had all these examples of like, you know, mainstream popular newly released apps and they're all, they're all my color. And I I thought I was being so original. (laughs) It's hard. It's, it's hard to find a color that 
that doesn't like isn't the same as everybody else's. It, it's just like I don't know. You you look at you you just kind of choose what feels good to you. I think. Yeah, I kept it. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with like blue and teal. Like having apps in blue and teal because like, they kind of work. Yeah, that's I, why I picked it. It's like well, it looks good. Yeah. Like there are cut there there it is actually a thing that cut like certain colors are really hard to design with orange being yeah, a very key like you very rarely see hard to rhyme with as well yeah yeah well almost impossible I think <laughs> like there's a whole bunch of um like it's really difficult to design an orange because once you kind of go into like shades of various like dark you know dark, trying to darken it or trying to lighten it it ends up like either brown or like this kind of gross like yeah. yellowy vomit vomit color yeah um and so it can be really hard to design with but blue is pretty easy because most shades of blue actually look pretty good yeah um with the maybe the only difference being like ibm like that just kind of blue blue yeah no so you can't use you can't use stock blue anymore no you just shift it a bit and it looks cool just move it around till you find it. Mm. But I, I, I don't think it's a pro. Like I, I don't think designing, doing the kind of handling the design of your app. It doesn't matter if it's stock anymore. It just matters that you kind of put a little bit of thought into it and put a little bit of effort into it. And it's not like you can't come back and like when you know when your app makes it big, you can come back and and you know fully customize your UI with like slidey mm. bits and all sorts of stuff. So when I've like got all my VC money because my app's gone like huge. Yeah. And they're all approaching me with their office. Yeah. Then I can buy a designer. Yeah. You, you buy him and you keep him in a cage. Yeah, that was probably that's a terrible <laughs> word. <laughs> and then you just get him out to like make you an icon every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like that's a cer- certainly a possibility. I I, I think you know. I don't. <laughs> in in the like having <laughs> having a having a designer on hand in the later like in the future uh, is is a possibility. Not necessarily keeping them in a cage or a box. That's kind of mm. I, I think a little bit mean. But having having like that kind of plan for the future is okay. Just spend a little bit of time working on your app, and making it making sure it's right. Because like I, I don't think you can use kind of stock as in stock with the stock blue and the stock white and the you yeah know, like ha- play, play with it find find what looks good f- figure out what kind of matters to you and your app and and go from there i also personally think the stock button looks awful just like you know the the blue word oh, yeah. yeah yeah you can't get away with those things no they're hard you have to put them in the right like you have to put them in the right right, yeah. right place to make them work but i i generally like just I mean, my buttons in GIF wrapped, the ones that are actually buttons, I've just, all I've done is put an outline around it with kind of rounded corners. Isn't it amazing how buttons like look like buttons when you put an outline on them? It's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. This has been good. I'm feeling motivated again. Motivated. Another tip, if you're working on a side project, do a podcast about, about side, the project, side project and then you'll feel motivated. And then you'll feel again. motivated. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right, well, if you would like to see our show notes uh, or get in touch with us, you can do so from our website. Our website is mobilecouch.co. You can also jump on Twitter and we are underscore mobilecouch or Ben is Ben Trengrove. That's B-E-N-T-R-E-N-G-R-O-V-E. And I am Jelly Bean Soup. And if you want to download my app, I'll put a link in the show notes. It'll say coming <laughs> soon for now. Yeah, coming soon. And let's be honest, it's never coming out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, thank you to our patrons for supporting the show. We look forward to talking to you again in two more weeks' time. Until then, goodbye. Bye.